Oh, hello. Welcome, everyone. This is the AT with you and me. I am your host, Ruben Dryblatt, here doing a solo cast. Just me. No Steven right now. He is down by the spring. We are at Raven Rock Shelter Mile 1061, 193 miles into our journey. Thank you, everyone, for listening along to the podcast so far and following along with our pictures and short videos on Instagram. I'll try to update everyone on other social media platforms, Facebook, email, whatnot. I don't know if email counts as a social network platform. I guess not, Uh, though that is a thought for another time. It is Tuesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Although I was never a big Star Wars guy myself. Haven't seen the originals, so perhaps that's not a fair thing to say. Saw one of the the newer episodes, uh, as they call them in the Star Wars universe. I forget exactly which one, but saw it with Josh Sawyer. Shout out to Josh. Hope he's doing well. His last name actually spelled differently than the very uh, frequently used water filter on the trail, the Sawyer Squeeze. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear the throat. Uh, that's the water filter I use. Very effective, on-demand water. Um, you have to backwash it every, I guess, thousand or so gallons. I'm not exactly sure. I actually backwashed it the other day, though, um, and it was fairly clean, so it probably wasn't needed. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the little chirping birds in the background. I know I am. It's 8:48 uh, this morning. Got up pretty early, roughly. 5 a.m. actually. Uh, There's a lot of early risers in the shelter, so I've been adjusting to that. Uh, You know, the shelter offers some benefits, uh, especially last night. It was kind of thunderstorming a bit. It didn't rain as much as we thought it was going to rain, but, you know, having the shelter, the roof above you is very convenient for those, those kinds of rainy nights, though you do then have to deal with people snoring, people farting, people getting up earlier than you're getting up, but, you know, you, t- you take what you can get. Uh, all in all, though, it's been a really wonderful journey so far. Uh, as I said, 193 miles in, so we're, we're, we're trucking along. I believe every 100 miles is about 5% of the trail, so coming up on almost 10%, which is awesome. Uh, this past week has, was great. Uh, Stephen had a couple buddies from high school who were visiting, really nice guys. Shout out to all of them. Cullen, Adam, and Trent. Uh, it was fun to meet Stephen's friends, and it was nice to have some guests and some outsiders. And, you know, they're, they're asking us all these questions about the trail and where do I put the trash and where do I put this and that, and it's, you know, it's fun to feel like an expert. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, <laughs> and they brought some food, which, uh, you know, greatly appreciate, uh, so we didn't have to do a, such a big resupply. And then yesterday... Yesterday, sorry, uh, <laughs> yesterday I was, uh, I was, uh, Stephen and I stayed at, there's a Stephen and me, I don't know, my grammar's not always so good, but I'm sure my family members and friends will call me out for it. Uh, we were staying at Ma Brown, who is Stephen's high school home ec teacher. She also ran the theater department, so we talked about theater a bit, um, as I am, you know, from New York and, you know, have some sense of Broadway and different productions, though I'm not a huge theater nerd by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I have seen some some fun plays in my, my 24 years of life, coming up on 25 years of life, which is, uh, 
you know, something I haven't been thinking too much about, but I guess the only thought surrounding it is that's going to be the first day that we take a full zero, which is going to be, uh, that means essentially zero miles, no day, no hiking. Uh, we have yet to do one of those. We've done a bunch of Nero's, which is like a near zero. I forget if I've talked about this on a previous pod, but, um, you know, Nero's are a good way after, you know, six full days of, you know, 10 plus mile days, good to take a lighter day and go into a hostel or something like that. So we've done a couple Nero's uh, and, and been able to sleep in, you know, a real bed at either a hostel or at Ma Brown's, uh, as previously mentioned. But uh, I'm definitely excited for the zero coming up on my birthday because, you know, it's time. Uh, kind of need 24 hours just off trail, really get to recuperate, let whatever blisters heal, stretch out, get a real meal, you know, the, the whole nine yards. It's, it's definitely needed. Uh, so, yeah, big shout out, though, to Ma Brown for putting us up and for not charging us and buying us subs and, and, and whatnot. It was, it was very nice, very kind and homely. She's in uh, Frederick, Maryland, which is actually not too far from Bethesda, Maryland, where I was uh, working for many months. Uh, so that was kind of funny to think about how close I was and yet how so far away I am from that experience there. Uh, and yeah, I walked around Frederick just a little bit, got a little ice cream, got a beer, went to the skate park, watched some kids do ollies and kickflips and whatnot. Uh, and that was a good time. But getting back to the trail, uh, as we will and should, uh, you know, Stephen and I are going to probably do 14 miles today to the next shelter. Uh, but a lot has happened since we last spoke. Uh, we went through the entire Virginia roller coaster, which is basically 10 to 12 miles of just straight ups and downs. It's like 500 miles up. I mean, sorry, 500 feet up, 500 feet down, 500 feet up, 500 feet down. There's very little flat parts. Um, and the 500 feet, you know, that might not sound like a lot, but... It, it, it's not gradual. It's very steep. So it's quick inclines and quick descents. Uh, and that can really take the, the wind out of your sails. But luckily, there is a really groovy and old school shelter called Bear's Den, roughly in the middle of the roller coaster. Um, so that was, I mean, it was before Stephen's friends came. I mean, it must have been about a week ago today, almost. You know, it's hard to to pinpoint exactly when things happen just because the days and, and time in general kind of blend together, which is something I'll talk about a little later on. But um, it was really, really a, a cool hostel. kind of had a, an old school vibe, reminded me of some of the hostels that we stayed at. Um, my friends Amior and Matthew that we stayed at when we did our Euro trip. Um, you know, it was, you know, check-in wasn't until 5 p.m., but, you know, we got there much earlier, so they just have, like, a hiker room that you can hang out in. Uh, <laughs> so we just put our stuff down there and, you know, had a thing, a soda to drink, and they had potable water, so we just washed up and drank some water and just, like, hung out for free, and it was great. Um, and we met some really awesome through-hikers, uh, two in particular I'll give shout-outs to. First one... <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, first one was Yard Sale. Um, really uh, an interesting guy. A lot of stories. Uh, he had actually done the PCT previously and a good chunk of the AT, but maybe hadn't finished the whole AT. I don't know. I don't, I don't totally remember what he said regarding the AT, but he was doing a big section of the AT this year. He was going south Sobo from Harper's Ferry, which is roughly the midway point. 
Um, and I think he was going to go down, not all the way to Springer, but he was going to go maybe to the North Carolina, Tennessee area, sort of before the, right before the Smokies, I guess, uh, was his plan. I uh, hope that's correct, Yard Sale, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, great guy. Um, had just, you know, tons of, of funny things to say about, you know, his experiences on the trail and his life. And Stephen and I played a little game and tried to guess how old he was, and we thought he was in his late 30s. But uh, he was actually 44 uh, and looked real good for 44. So hope I looked that good for 44. We told him to buy some Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then we went to the brewery that was right near Bear's Den Hostel called Bear Chase Hostel. These people have a thing for bears, I suppose. Um, I'd like to see a bear. haven't yet to see a bear. Um, and Bear Chase Brewery is just unbelievable. Um, it was on the other side of the ridge, so we were looking out uh, west as opposed to out east. Um and it was just amazing looking down at all the farmland. It was super, super big uh, brewery. I mean, this was not a dive bar. This was expansive. I mean, they had acreage. They had uh, must have had twenty something acres. I mean, they had a they had a thing next door, a house next door for the Wounded Warriors Project, helping out um, people coming back from the army uh, who had PTSD. So they were putting people up there which I know might seem a little odd next to a brewery. Uh, not that, you know, people who come back are alcoholics or anything like that, but that, I don't know, might not be the best <laughs> place to have a, a wounded warrior's home. I don't know. Um, but regardless, it's a good thing that they're doing. And uh, they also had cabins and they're opening up all these other grounds. It's honestly, it could be a cool place to have a wedding. Um, really, really big lawn. Um, Stephen and I took some great pictures there. Yard sale was, was very kind and took some nice pictures of us, so appreciate that. Um, and that was just a, a wonderful time, and we were really wiped out uh, leading into Bear's Den. So it was truly <clears throat> an oasis on the trail, as I mentioned on the, on the Instagram post. Uh, really just uh, unbelievable, fantastic to put our feet up, get some $3 tacos. I had nine. Uh, I was real hungry. <laughs> that hiker hunger really does set in. It's, a, it's definitely a real thing. Um, I've already lost about seven pounds, so I'm trying to keep the, keep the weight up um, because, you know, I don't want to come back thin like a rail. Uh, I've talked to some, some other hikers, and they say that the guys come back looking like Popeye. So it's like really thin up top and then just like huge calves, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I don't mind the big calves and the strong legs, but I definitely don't want to be, uh, you know, a stick up top. So sometimes in the morning, Stephen and I try to do some, some chest and shoulder stuff with, you know, just rocks around, do some curls and do some shoulder press and try to just do some like pull-ups or, or chin-ups or honestly just like hang on a bar because, you know, there's so much compression on your spine. Uh, throughout the day with the heavy pack just really pushing you down into the ground. Uh, so it's important to try to keep good hiker form and be straight backed and, you know, uh, shoulders back uh, and, and really upright. And then when you get a chance to take the pack off, it's really nice just to hang on a bar and you can really feel your, your discs and your vertebrae just sort of decompressing. It feels really great. Um, and, you know, that also happens naturally when you sleep. Uh, but whatever you can do to aid and abet that uh, recovery process is, is, is surely needed. So, um, yeah, all in all, in good spirits, in good health, 
Uh, my blisters have largely healed. Got a new pair of shoes, Keens, trail runners, which has been fantastic. A huge reprieve on the feet. Uh, definitely takes your ankles a little time to adjust, but uh, you actually build up stronger ankles by wearing trail runners as opposed to having the boots, which give you that ankle support, but then your ankles don't have to work as much. So uh, it's, uh, it's a trade-off, but my ankles are feeling good and my feet and especially my toes are feeling much better. Definitely still have, you know, some blisters on the pinky toes, but all in all, it's been, it's been a lot better than the boots I had. Speaking of the boots I had, hilarious story. Uh, we're staying at, maybe it's not that funny, but we're staying at a hostel in Front Royal, and which is a, the, the northern end of Shenandoah National Park, and uh, staying at the Stumble Inn, which is a nice new hostel run by former uh, thru-hikers from 2018. And I went to the outfitter in Front Royal to get some new shoes. Uh, and the outfitter guy who sold me the Keens, uh, which are like these wider trail runners, uh, it was like, oh, you know, just put the boots outside next to the trash can. Uh, whenever they take the trash, they'll throw it out. And then the hostel owner was like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. <laughs> Those shoes are like pretty good. They just don't fit you well. So take them back and put them in the hiker box at the hostel. So hiker boxes are like these boxes of free crap swag. It can be food, it can be medicine, toiletries. You never know what's going to be in there. Um, they're found that sometimes at outfitters, more often at uh, sort of like campgrounds, uh, there'll be like a box maybe outside uh, a camp store or like a wayside, something like that. They, they pop up in, in strange places, but they're always fantastic. Uh, they have usually just great stuff in there and it's, it's free. So, I mean, you can't be free. They say no such thing as a free lunch. Well, wait till you hit a hiker box. So the, the hostel owner text told me to take the, uh, take the boots and put them actually at next to the hiker box. So that is what I did. And I'm gonna pause actually, cause there's some through hikers passing through. All right, uh, sorry, I had to pause it. Some uh, hikers in camp were, were packing up and they came by the shelter where I'm recording and we just chatted a little bit. Uh, they were doing uh, a section, they're section hikers. Uh, one of them had actually, it was his birthday today. He turned 62 and the other guy he was hiking with was, was 26. Uh, it's fun to, fun to just chat with them briefly. I told them that, you know, it's my birthday soon too. So that was a nice little convo, but back to the shoe story. So uh, I dropped the, the boots that I had at the, at the hiker box in front Royal. And then, I don't know, maybe like two or three days after that, we're staying at, uh, some shelter in Northern Virginia, uh, well past Shenandoah and past Harper's Ferry as well in West Virginia. Uh, so actually, no, we were in Maryland. What am I saying? Yeah, we were in Maryland. Uh, sorry, just like the time blends together, the states do too. Uh, and I'm at the shelter and this guy comes up and uh, he's wearing boots and he's wearing the same boots that I had, I had given up. I was like, hey man, those are, those are nice boots. Uh, you know, I had a pair just like that. Um, where'd you get him? He was like, you know, it's funny. Um, I was at a hostel in Front Royal a couple days ago and, uh, I needed a new pair of shoes and, and there was a perfect, uh, pair for me. And I was like, oh my God, dude, those are, those are my boots. Uh, <laughs> and we laughed about it for a while and, you know, he's a size 11 and they're 11s and he had put in new insoles, the, the super feet greens, which are made for hiking, which I actually have in my Keens as well. Very popular insole. Um, so yeah, we have, it's just, that, that was just funny. Um, and you know, I, I am always, 
you know, I'd always hiked in boots growing up. Uh, big, big boot guy. Love a boot. Um, but frankly, yeah, they just, you know, I'm really like an 11 and a half. Uh, and those 11s, you know, the 11 and a half that I originally got, they're, they're Vasque, Talus, GTX boots, whatever. Very nice and fairly expensive boots. But uh, the 11 and a half are way too roomy and way too big. So I went down to the 11s pre-trail and they felt a little more snug and comfortable, but I could still wiggle. But what you don't realize or what I didn't realize at the time is that your feet, you know, will swell no matter what um, when you're on trail just because you're, you're hiking all day and, you know, your, your feet uh, are where the, the rubber meets the road, uh, as I said, also in an, uh, an Instagram post. So, uh, you know, that is just going to cause your feet to swell and get a little bigger. And on top of that, I'm wearing, you know, two pairs of socks, uh, thinner toe socks, uh, which help prevent toe blisters. And then, you know, another wool sock on top of that. So uh, for both support and comfort and stability and whatnot, but when you're already a little bit, when you're already like snug and then having the, the swelling factor and the, the two sock factor, I mean, it is just, it's not, it's not tenable. So my, my toes are really getting crunched. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that the shoes found a new home, uh, a new pair of happy feet. Uh, a lovely pair of happy feet to, to, to slide into, and he seemed very happy. So that was that was fun, and, you know, I'm glad that uh, he's able to use them. And maybe I'll see him up the road. He was uh, traveling with a, a tramley, a trail family, um, and in this case it was a, a literal family of about, of about seven, maybe four or five kids, and then the, the two parents. And then he had no relation to the family, but he was kind of the adopted uncle. Uh, as he put it, <laughs> who was coming along with them. Uh, there's been two of those kinds of families that uh, I've seen, or, well, uh, only one of them I've seen, but the other one I've heard about, the Sutton family, who are traveling with their, their five-year-old son, whose trail name is Little Man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so uh, very, very glad that those shoes found a home, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that the uncle is now in some, some comfortable boots. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the, the boot story. Um, one more story from Bear's Den that I'll do is <laughs> the other through hiker who we met besides the yard sale was this dude named Patches. Um, and you know, you know how I said the funny thing about yard sale was that we thought it was, you know, late thirties, but he's actually 44 and looked amazing for his age. Uh, Patches, I mean, I would have thought he was 75, 80, something like that dude was 55 so <laughs> man that just shows you you know the choices people make and uh you know how we treat our bodies and the things we do to our bodies uh both just natural wear and tear and then uh you know uh, what we eat what we drink uh what we consume it it, it plays a role uh as does genetics sure and environmental factors and whatnot but uh, yeah, so kind of just a, a little, Patches was a bit of a cautionary tale. Very, very nice guy, friendly, but a little out of it. Uh, didn't really, you know, he was cogent and lucid to an extent, but I, it was like sometimes he was there, sometimes he wasn't. When he was talking, he was, he was very with it. But as soon as the conversations kind of shifted to somebody else, he kind of got uninterested and, and like faded out he kind of needed a lot of attention um and yeah so we went to the we went to the brewery with patches and yard sale and 
I don't know, I guess after like 15 or 20 minutes, Patches just straight up disappears. Um, and Steven and I and, and, and Yard Sale are there for another three hours, whatever, you know, drinking, hanging out, just recuperating. And we go back to the hostel and, and Patches is there uh, and he's like, he's got all his stuff laid out, like all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and we're just sitting down and talking a little bit, the TV's on, whatever. And <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking about this. Um, and this other hiker comes in. At this point, it's getting close to 5 o'clock. So, you know, some new hikers are coming in. People are starting to go upstairs to the office to check in, whatnot. Um, so uh, this other hiker comes in, puts his bag down. He asks if any of the bunks are available. We tell him, yes, you know, some of them are. So he's like, cool, puts his bag down, goes upstairs to the office to check in. Fast forward, you know, five or so minutes. We're just chatting more. Uh, and Patches turns to us and he's like, hey, did, it, did anybody throw out this, this full can of gas? And we're like, what? <laughs> and then we look over and Patches is just in this dude's bag, just like pulling items out. And we're like, man, that's not the trash can. <laughs> that's, that's this guy's backpack. Um, and, you know, I, to his... Uh, credit, I suppose, it can be a little confusing because a lot of hikers, most hikers have a pack liner, uh, and that's typically just like a trash compactor bag. That's what I have to keep your stuff dry on the inside in case it's like torrential pour. Uh, a pack liner, way more effective at keeping water out than a pack cover because water can find its way, you know, beyond the cover. It'll drip down your back, whatever. But a pack liner will really kind of cinch things up and keep things dry. So, you know, this guy had like a white trash compactor bag. So, you know, it kind of looked like a trash bag. I mean, it kind of looked like a trash can, I, I suppose, a bag in a can. But, I mean, it was still a full backpack, and he had unclipped the, you know, the top part, the brain, and opened it up and was... <laughs> Just just rooting, rooting through the bag, uh, and pulled out this can of gas, and had <laughs> thought that one of us had just thrown it out—a full can of unopened butane. Um, <laughs> and yard sale started laughing so hard, uh, and it was just a riot. Um, uh, and we were like, "No, man, that's that's that dude's gas." So, speaking of gas, I just farted a little bit. Um, so, so, yeah, that was just uh, outrageous and, and really funny. Uh, and then, yeah, so, you know, Pat just put the gas back and closed up the guy's bag or whatnot. Um, but at that point, Stephen and I were like, all right, maybe we don't need to spend the night here. Uh, not that we didn't trust Patches, but, um, you know, it was also just a great way to kind of save money. It was like 30 bucks to stay the night, which is very affordable, but... We had basically recuperated all day, so there was no real need to spend the night. Uh, and we kind of just hiked another mile to an amazing overlook um, called like it wasn't called Bears, it wasn't called Bears Den Overlook, but maybe like Bears Rocks or I don't know what it, what it exactly was. But uh, we basically just went another mile because that was right before Stephen's friends were going to meet up with us. So we got closer to the parking lot where they were going to arrive, and it all worked out, and we saved the money. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the patch of story. That's Bear's Den with Yard Sale. Um, really, really funny time. Um, again, Stephen's guests were great and it was a fun time hiking with them. The trail definitely kicked their butts a bit, uh, well, which makes sense. They, they were carrying also way more weight than they really needed, but you know, that's just part of, uh, coming onto the trail from the outside world. You know, you don't necessarily 
know exactly what you'll need and you know um i think most of them were boy scouts if not all of them were boy scouts so the motto be prepared certainly rings true and you know you want to have you want to have what you what you need and what you also want you a couple luxury items here or there but that weight will really add up and when you're on fresh legs and jumping right into the end of the virginia roller coaster that will i'll take the wind out of your sails so uh definitely a hard first day but they rallied and the next couple of days were great and it was awesome being in harper's ferry we got a nice meal and obviously a very historic town for the the civil war and you know where the shenandoah meets the potomac beautiful um scenery and uh you know a great uh great american town that i had never seen before so that's one of the real cool things about the trail is seeing all this you know not just the nature but some of these quaint and historic uh, places in, in america so it's kind of a beautiful part of of traveling and the exploration of the trail uh it's not all just woods and and leaves uh, although there's plenty of that certainly uh, to go around um i will do uh, a couple more minutes here uh i guess i want to talk about some of the audiobooks in particular one that i was reading uh comedy sex god by by pete holmes which i really cannot recommend enough uh just i mean one it's funny so uh, i i always appreciate humor and comedy and comedians and i think pete holmes stand-up is funny regardless and i i enjoy his uh, hbo show crashing but uh, his, his audiobook is fantastic and tells a story of his life growing up as a very religious uh, Catholic man and originally wanted to be kind of a, a preacher um, and sort of his journey through that and loving comedy and improv and starting to stray from Catholicism and into some other strains of, of religion, whether it be Hinduism or just uh, just uh, discovering new ways of, of, of thinking about God and the world and spirituality. And uh, it made me think about my own uh, path and, and journey uh, with Judaism and with uh, thinking about secularism and agnosticism and, you know, what is God? What does it mean to be a human? You know, the big, the big questions, the ones that, you know, maybe we used to think about, but we don't think about as much anymore with the, the hustle and bustle of life and waking up and going to work and eating and seeing friends and going to bed, you know, we kind of lose track a little bit. Um, and that's been a real nice part of the trail is just one, listening to these audiobooks that make you think about these things, but also just, just having that, the time to, to think, uh, and to, to kind of return to, a more a more natural state uh and 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 one one of wonder uh a bit a bit of childlike wonder uh, if i'm honest and uh some of the beauty of the book and 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 his progression is you know he talks about joseph campbell and the hero's journey which was very moving for him as was ram das's uh philosophy so i've been trying to eh, you know implement that kind of thinking a little bit into my life uh and it's interesting to hear him him talk about how the books affected him and how those ideas affected him uh you know uh, and i'll just give a little example but you know he he has he kind of got hung up on some of these these mantras and sanskrit that that some you know yogis use um those weren't really speaking to him so he started with just um (laughs) <laughs> his his initial mantra was just yes thank you uh, i believe that's that's what it was i hope i'm not butchering that but so he would just look at things and instead of 
instead of constantly being in this, this, this state of comparison and, and sort of categorizing things of, oh, I've seen this before, I'll file this under new, of, oh, I've seen that, <laughs> or I, I haven't seen this before, I'll file this under new, or, oh, I have seen that before, I'll file this under seen that, and, oh, the roses here are better than the roses over there, and the plants there are worse than this, and, you know, constantly just categorizing and indexing things and it's not really a great way to to live your life and to be constantly trying to consume everything and and rather perhaps do the do the inverse and just be consumed be consumed by the the beauty of nature by the smells of flower flowers the the conversations with others just just relax there 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 is no test we all die at the end rather live a life of of sort of intimate feelings of, of, of connectedness and just, just allowing it to, to wash over you as opposed to constantly fretting about knowing and, 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 and being able to recall and all of these sort of minute uh, details that, that don't necessarily really matter. And, you know, that's not to say that we shouldn't educate ourselves and we shouldn't be knowledgeable, but uh, it, it also just speaks to this idea of constantly trying to compress and, and categorize everything. And it's not, it's not so healthy. And um, we get caught up in it just in our, in our daily lives because there's, there's so much to do and we put so much pressure on ourselves and we're constantly running from one thing to the next. But that's really been uh, a beautiful part of, of this hike and this journey has been relaxing all of that and, and easing out of that tension and that stress and there's plenty of other tension and stress just the physical toll of hiking but it it, it really allows you to to enjoy the riches um of of this life and of the human experience and i've really really enjoyed that and uh his book comedy sex god once again uh, narrated by pete holmes which is great always love it and prefer it when the author actually narrates it um it, it is fantastic I, I couldn't recommend it enough uh, even if you don't want to think about those kinds of things or whatever, his his story is 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 fascinating and it's funny. It's just a funny book, and the comparisons and uh, some of the metaphors he uses are, are really profound. And uh, uh, yeah, just just can't recommend it enough. So really, really been enjoying that. Uh, finished that audiobook and listening to a different one actually by Irving Yalom, who's a, a psycho psychotherapist. Um, and some of the stories of his patients and whatnot. I have to get back to that one. I'm only a couple chapters in. Um, now that I'm out of Shenandoah, I actually have pretty decent service most of the time. So I've gotten back to like listening to some podcasts and whatnot, which which are good, but are kind of more just silly fun, you know, different comedians that I like. So uh, I'm going to try to get back to more of the, the audio books because I think those are a little a little heavier and a little, they make me think more and also just uh, being completely unplugged, which I do that plenty too, you know, and allow me to think about some of my own thoughts and, uh, you know, some of the, own, the things I perceive as pain or flaws or things like that and kind of examining those. And then um, also just whatever ideas come up from these, from these books that I'm uh, uh, both listening to and reading. And uh, that's a perfect transition to the one book that I actually brought, which was Vagabonding. And I read a little excerpt of that. Uh, last time on the podcast, but I'll read a little bit more of it now. I read a, a bunch of pages last night, actually about 25 or so uh, before bed, and uh, actually a new thru-hiker who I met at this <clears throat> uh, 
who I met at this hostel named Scurvy, uh, he named himself, which some say is a faux pas, but uh, he, he saw that I was reading Vagabond and he was like, man, that book changed my life. Uh, I've given out like 15 to 20 copies to friends or whatnot on their birthdays and such. And I was just like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and I'm going to try to have him on the pod um, next time I see him. Um, I tried to have the people who were at the shelter last night who were all really cool on the pod, but you know, people get a little shy or whatnot, um, or they just, you know, they're doing their own thing, they're relaxing, they're eating, they don't, they don't always want to, they want to talk, but they don't always necessarily maybe want to be recorded, I don't know, I probably could have pitched it in a different way that would have seemed a little less cumbersome, because like, hey, you want to be on the podcast, can be like, oh, why is this guy now going to talk to me for like 45 minutes, and I have to go to some separate place, and you know, I, I get that, nobody necessarily wants to do that so kind of think about a new way of how to pitch that to people could be uh useful for for myself and for the for the success of the podcast because i think it would be fun and um a good way to sort of chronicle the the journey to to talk to some through hikers and to get some different voices on the pod as much as i love uh, you know, hearing the sound of my own voice or talking with Stephen, uh, it is nice to, <laughs> to get some other perspectives. So uh, I'm going to try to get Scurvy on in a future pod and maybe talk about Vagabond like a little bit or just his journey and whatnot. But here is, uh, you know, a little, a little piece from, from Vagabonding. And um, this one's about sort of Jack Kerouac, who made a profound uh, impact on me with his book On the Road. But um, this is about um, sort of embracing simplicity, and uh, I'll read a couple different excerpts. Won't won't keep it too too long, uh, but but here we go. So, at times, the biggest challenge in embracing simplicity will be the vague feeling of isolation that comes with it, since private sacrifice doesn't garner much attention in the frenetic world of mass culture. Jack Kerouac's legacy as a cultural icon is a good example of this. Arguably the most famous American vagabonder of the 20th century, Kerouac vividly captured the epiphanies of hand-to-mouth travel in books like On the Road and Lonesome Traveler. In The Dharma Bums, he wrote about the joy of living with people who blissfully ignore the general demand that they consume production and therefore have to work for the privilege of consuming. All that crap they didn't really want. General junk you always see a week later in the garbage anyway. All of it impersonal in a system of work, produce, consume. And that is maybe an oversimplification of our world and I guess Western culture, American society, but there is also something very true to it, uh, that idea of work, produce, consume. It it does seem that that is a lot of how we just live our lives. Um, And it's, it's, it's sad because there's, there's so much out there. There's so much beauty out there. And uh, there's uh, there's endless things to be both discovered in the outside world, but also in, in your internal world. And I think you do that a bit by getting to the external world or just getting out of whatever uh, patterns that you're, you're finding yourselves in. So I don't know. I, I think that, that, that sort of excerpt really spoke to me in Kerouac's uh, vision there really spoke to me. And there was another quote which I probably should have found before uh, I started the pod, but (laughs) uh, it's by uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it was about our sort of how we, how we also spend our, our, our time 
as, as young people, and uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it right now, but I, you know, I, I remember the, the gist of it. It's just that, you know, we spend our most productive years of our life working so that we can spend our, you know, least healthy and, and, and oldest and, and least productive parts of our lives relaxing and sort of retired. And that's not necessarily the best system. Just because that's what's done doesn't mean that's what should be done. So I've been thinking about that too. And, you know, again, as I, as I mentioned before, it doesn't mean that it's not important to, to work and it's not important to be educated and to push yourself uh, both academically and uh, career-wise and to, to grow a business and all these things and things that I've been thinking about as well in terms of the post-trail life. But there is something to getting out there and just spending some time traveling and exploring and really thinking about who you are and the big questions of life and existence and and not not being so focused on just making more money and getting a bigger home and buying more things because uh, it's all temporary and it doesn't really fill you up with with anything ultimately fulfilling you know some of the saddest people are also some of the richest and the commodity that people who travel have and people who take time off have is time and that is arguably the most important and most valuable thing uh, that we have because you never know the way life can go Uh, you know we all have a vision of ourselves living until 100 but or beyond that who knows but that's not necessarily the case. And most people don't make it to 100. And regardless of life expectancy, whatever kind of generally increasing, although it is decreasing in certain parts of the world and society, um, use, use the time that you have now and, and the youth that you have, you know, the vigor, the, the legs, the health. Use that to your advantage. Spend some time exploring. Uh, if that's what you want to do, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to preach about this as, you know, that it's for everyone. It might not be for, for everyone, but uh, there's there's a lot to be said for spending, you know, two months, six weeks, a year, whatever it is for you, just away from your current life and the current way that you you live because there's a lot to be seen, there's a lot to be discovered, and it'd be a shame to to try to just put that all off for later and say, oh, I'll do it in the future. I'll travel when I'm retired. I'll travel when I'm this and travel when I'm that. Uh, but, you, you know, you're not going to be the same person then and you might not want to do it as much then and you might be too tired or you might not have the the health necessarily to do it or any number of things. You might be married. You might have the kids. You know, you, who, who knows? Um, life can throw a lot of things at you. So harness harness the power of now. Do great things. Do the things that you love. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all for me. I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, (laughs) Steven should be coming up from the spring where he was, uh, hammocking down there anytime now and we'll probably hit the road, try to do 14 miles today, as I mentioned before. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pod number three. Number four will be coming to you guys soon. Um, going to try to keep doing them as often as I can. You know, there's, plenty of time as i mentioned to record them that that's not really been an issue but uploading them and getting them to audio producer extraordinaire jericho has been you know sometimes a little difficult just because uploading is whatever it's uh, not always so fast especially compared to downloading but uh yeah 
great, great chatting with you guys. Uh, great to, great to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> great to hear my own voice. Um, and uh, yeah, I will uh, catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.